Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I don't need to tell you that life gets hard. Life gets hard, really hard. But God's faithfulness is still active and alive in our hard. And these episodes are dedicated to remembering and claiming the promises of a faithful God. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. But more than that, I'm a trauma and abuse survivor who carried a heavy weight of shame and worthlessness for many years, and I still struggle, but I live in much more freedom now because I know God through His Word and speak truth to the lies of the enemy with His Word. And that's what we do here. On Mondays, we take it in by studying the promises of God, and on Wednesdays, we live it out with teaching and testimony on the promises of God. So thank you for tuning in, my friend. You are the reason for this show. And I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Welcome, friend. Today, we're going to take it in with Matthew 2240 using my step-by-step Bible study method. And you will find links to a study sheet as well as videos for the step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. Also in the show notes, you'll find all the resources that I used to put this episode together. So Matthew 2240 in the NIV says this, All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. I'm just going to tell you right away, the two commandments that all the law and the prophets hang on are to love God and love others. Just a brief overview of the book of Matthew. It is the first book of the New Testament. It is the first of the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It is traditionally attributed to the apostle Matthew, although there's no author specifically named in the text. I liked this little note from the Passion Translation on the purpose of the book of Matthew. It says, Matthew is a natural bridge between the Old Testament and the New because it has the most Jewish character. From the first verse to the last, Matthew establishes Jesus as a direct descendant of King David, preserving and fulfilling his royal line as the rightful heir, as well as a descendant of Abraham, the father of Israel. Chapter 22 has 46 verses. The enduring word titles chapter 22 as Jesus answers and asks difficult questions. So the chapter starts with the parable of the wedding feast. And then there's these questions from Pharisees, Sadducees, and then from a scribe, a lawyer among the Pharisees. And the scribe is asking, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus answers, loving God and your neighbor. And then he says this, All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Step one in the Bible study method is to choose our word. Our word for today is hang. The English definition is to be or remain suspended, to make, to depend. To cause something to be suspended or dependent as from a hook, a hanger, or the like. So, you know, I love visuals. So just think about your closet. (laughs) Think about your sweaters, your hoodies, your skirts, your shirts, whatever. And think about whether your closet is messy or not. Think about how much messier your closet would be without the hangers, right? (laughs) If there was nothing that the clothes could depend on to hang, they would all just fall down on the floor and it would be a hot mess, right? Um, These These laws, love God, love others, are the thing that everything else we do as disciples of Jesus Christ needs to be dependent on 
um, so that the whole thing doesn't just fall down and make a mess, right? Some opposites of the word hang are disjoin, rise, take away, deduct, abate, or put an end to, subtract, remove, disconnect, detach, unfasten. Here's the thing I think about like disconnect or detach. When we lose sight of or lose grip on the ability or the desire or the intentionality to lead with love, we become disconnected, detached, unfastened from God and from others. And then I think those clothes just start falling off those hangers one by one in this mess, right? The love is what keeps us connected. When we love God, we stay connected to him. We stay abiding in him and he fills us with his love. And then that love can overflow on other people. That's what keeps us connected to God and to others is the, is the intentionality, the realization, even the discipline sometimes to say, I'm going to do the loving thing here. That is what I'm going to lead with. Step two in the Bible study method is investigate. We divide that up into four parts. Part one is to compare the word in other translations. The Passion Translation said contained within. The Amplified depend. The CEV based on. I like that one a lot. All the law and the prophets are based on these two commandments. Or they stem from. That's not one of the translations, but I think about that. The voice said there are variations on these themes. And that made me think of like a musical, um, like a symphony or a musical work of music, right? Because sometimes you have this melody and then there are so many variations of that melody in this musical score or forgive me that I don't exactly know what I'm talking about. But so you start with this simple melody And then it goes in different directions, but the melody is always detectable with the ear, right? You can still hear that melody throughout the variations, even though the music is taking different forms and shapes and sounds as it moves. And so sometimes the way we love will be a variation, uh, right? It'll sound unique or different. It will look unique or different, but it will be recognizable as that primary melody of love. Part two is to research the original word. And the Strong's number is G2910, Kremenumi. It is a prolonged primary word that means to hang. The Theological Dictionary of the New Testament says the word is linked to, to crucify, to frame, or lattice frame. The word means to hang on or from, to hang on the gallows, or to be suspended. The Logos word study that I did had this definition. It means to depend utterly. My mom and dad used to have a lattice frame above their back patio and on it hung wisteria. And I think about that too, like the hangers in the closet, the shirts just fall off. And I think about sitting under that beautiful wisteria with the purple flowers at the right time of year, right? But without that lattice frame, that wisteria would just fall to the ground. And that gives me a visual of how everything we we do is to, to depend on the hanger, to depend on the lattice frame that is love God, love others. 
the Vines Dictionary says this this principle of loving God and loving others is like a door hanging on a hinge or articles hung on a nail. Again, there's just this idea of without it, the whole thing falls apart, right? You know what it's like to hear a crash in another room and walk in there and realize that the the nail that was holding up that picture or something has has given way and the thing that was dependent on that nail has come crashing to the floor, right? Or a door without a hinge, as the Vines Dictionary is just saying, a door without a hinge doesn't stay up, right? These things fall apart. And Jesus is saying, without this love, without this foundation of love, without this understanding of love, actually everything is just falling apart. If you have a a post-it note hook sort of thing, what are those things like those 3M you know, hooks? It may hang there for a little while. It may be okay for a little while, but eventually that sticky is going to wear off and whatever was hanging on that thing, whatever relationship, whatever hope, whatever dream that was hanging on something that was hung there using something other than love, it's not going to hang there very long. Part three is to read some commentary and the enduring word says this, God's moral expectation of man can be briefly and powerfully said in these two sentences. If the life of God is real in our life, it will show by the presence of this love for God and others. If God is real in our life, it will show with the love. I also liked this from the enduring word. It cuts to the chase. Moses summed up all in the Ten Commandments to which, truly interpreted, all the precepts of Scripture are reducible. Christ here brings the ten to two. Christ brings the ten to two. He says, yes, all of these things are good things to do. But ultimately, and this is just like this little spirit check for me sometimes, ultimately, if it gets confusing about what to do, or if you feel like you need direction in how to behave or the decision to make, the bottom line is this. Does it communicate love? Is it from love? Is it with love? Because if it doesn't, then it's not of God. And so we can constantly, we I make things too complicated so often. I make things too complicated, but especially when it comes to relationships. The main question is, the only question is, is this love? I also liked this note from William Barclay. It says, in Matthew, this question looks like a return to the attack on the part of the Pharisees. But in Mark, the atmosphere is different. Okay, so William Barclay, this story is in both Matthew and Mark. And he's saying in Matthew, it looks like a return to the attack on the part of the Pharisees. But in Mark, the atmosphere is different. As Mark tells the story, and you find that in Mark chapter 12, the scribe did not ask Jesus this question to trip him up. He asked it in gratitude that Jesus had confuted the Sadducees and to enable Jesus to demonstrate how well he could answer. And the passage ends with the scribe and Jesus very close to each other. I just thought that was an interesting note where in one gospel, it seems almost like snarky or um, right back at you, you know, kind of atmosphere in the air. And in another one, it seems to be almost like a, um, a recognition that Jesus is 
the wise one that will bring the true answer. In part four, for part four of the investigate step is to rewrite the verse. And we try to do that in our own words. And again, the original word, the original verse is all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And I rewrote the verse like this. It all comes down to this love God, love people. Now that is a, those are lyrics from a Danny Gokey song, which I think is called love God, love people. I'll link it for you in case you want to take a look, but he sings this song and over and over again in the song, he says, it all comes down to this love God, love people. And it really does. There's nothing else that we need to be, uh, that we need to be concerning ourselves with, because if we do those things, everything else falls into place. I want to put this little asterisk right here, though, because one of the things I think we overlook sometime in the scripture is that that Jesus says to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And when I talk about the greatest commandments, I almost always say love God, love others, love self. And I get a little bit of pushback on that sometimes, but I come at that from someone who has had a great struggle with loving myself. I continue to have that struggle, but I struggle with it less than I used to praise God. However, I add that here um, because it does all come down to this love God, love people. But if we love our neighbor as ourselves and we truly cannot embrace ourselves as lovable, then we become it's such fertile ground for the enemy and we become so self-centered because we're constantly trying to address our own needs and our own feelings of inadequacy that it greatly limits our ability to love others. It doesn't mean we can't at all, but one of the things that when I really recognized that I wanted to love, especially Matt and Alex and Josh better I wanted to be able to be a better wife and a better mom and a more loving um, spouse and parent. Where the Lord took me right away was this um, journey that opened my eyes to how much I needed to treat myself with more kindness and really fall in alignment with how he sees me to to accept, to surrender to his love for me and to believe that I was lovable. So much of my ability to love other people hangs on my ability to love myself. And so I hope that you can hear that in the way that I mean it. It's not a self-indulgence, but it is a self-realization that we cannot really love other people until we come in alignment with who God says he is and who God says we are in him. And so, yeah, I just want to say that because for some of us, the hardest thing of all is to love ourselves. And I guess maybe unfortunately, but truthfully, there's so much about our ability to love other people. We can love them, but we cannot love them well when we're constantly 
arguing with or at battle with ourselves about our own lovability. Okay, I'll move on now. (laughs) Step three in the Bible study method is to find the heart, the character of God. I wrote down a couple of things. I put that God is pure. We want to complicate following Jesus and being religious, but it's actually quite simple. God isn't trying to trick anyone, right? He's like, I know there are a lot of ways to love. There are a lot of variations on this theme, and a lot of them are beautiful and good and worth doing and listening to and all that, but it really is about the main melody. And the main melody is love me, God saying, love me and love my people. If you do, everything else will fall into place. I also put about the character of God that he is light, that he shows us the way. When we are unsure about what variation love is taking in this particular circumstance, in this particular relationship, God will shine light on that and say, he will show us and say, this is what love looks like in this situation today. So step four is to identify the lie of the enemy. And this is simply to try to, I guess, reframe this just a little bit and say, okay, what is the obstacle to this? What makes this challenging? I just talked about loving ourselves. I think that's such a huge thing that makes this challenging. But also I wrote down that the enemy sometimes says to us, whispers in our ear, it can't be that easy. There are things you must do and boxes you must check. We like to overcomplicate things. We like to have a lot of rules for ourselves and for other people. This is what it means to follow God. This is what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. This is what it means to do the right thing in our Christian walk, in our spiritual walk. This is what that looks like. We have we place a lot of rules on ourselves and on other people, which can lead to a lot of judgment. Uh, but ultimately, it all comes down to this, right? Danny Goki again, it all comes down to this, love God, love people. That's what Jesus is saying. Everything hangs on that. This is the thing. If you want to be the best disciple of mine you can be, focus hard on this. Ask me every day to increase your capacity to love. That is what everything else depends on. Step five in the method is called, so what? And that's where we just jot down a takeaway. And my takeaway today is, Where am I making this harder than it needs to be? It is simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. And that is that we are to love ourselves. We are to love our neighbors. We are to love our God. Everything else depends on that. And everything else falls into place when we make that our priority. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I would love to hear your takeaway if you have one. You can email me anytime at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast or follow the podcast on whatever directory you use to listen. It just takes a minute and it just takes a second and it helps the show so much. So I appreciate it if you would do that. And I encourage you to tune in on Wednesday for our Live It Out episode with Brittany Ann. Brittany spent some time with me recently to talk about following God. God's will, how to both hear it and do it. And her teaching is a live it out of today's verse, Matthew 22, 40. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you're walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.